In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We are going to take a little break from the military charities, and we're going to bring on a uh, global children's charity with the CEO and founder, Harry Leibowitz, which is super fun, Rob. I can't wait for that one. Awesome. And then we're going to welcome Joyce Faulkner of Military Writers Society of America. She's the president, and she's going to talk about subsidy publishing. That's interesting. I can't wait to hear. Joyce always has the most wonderful things to talk about, but uh, that's going to be really interesting. Very, very helpful. It is, especially because it's so confusing these days. You know, I, I run into a lot of authors, uh, you know, because of the radio show. And, you know, people always ask me, like, you know, do you, do you get an agent? Do you try to get a uh, publishing contract? Do you self-publish? Do you subsidy-publish? You know, and all these terms are new in the mm-hmm. last, really the last five years. Absolutely, because boy, all journalism has changed with the uh, uh, more digital applications and more publication with self-publication opportunities. Um, even uh, traditional publishers are going about things a little bit differently. Different options that one has to choose from. So it's really helpful to have someone like Joyce able to come on, or not just like Joyce. We do have Joyce to come on. <laughs> we have the fake Joyce coming on today. I say that. I always say I don't mean that. It's like saying, "Oh, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed what." Well, if you can't tell me, then you, you know, don't say anything. You can tell me how much you enjoy something. Oh well. Anyway, I guess I'm being silly. <laughs> you know, speaking of can't say anything, I have to tell you the funniest story that happened this week. Um, we have a couple military families on our street. We've got uh, an Army and Air Force and Marine, which is really fun to have. You know, one of each branch represented and. One of the moms was uh, gone overseas to see her husband, and she came back, and she had put on uh, quite a bit of weight, and everybody on the street thought she was pregnant, and nobody said anything until we're at football practice, and all the kids are playing, and the coach walks over, because they're doing, you know, summer drills, Mm. and he's like, hey, so-and-so, when's it due? Oh, no. And, you know, we're all smiling. (laughs) And she was about 400 shades of red. I mean, we all wanted to drop through the floor because she's like, I'm not pregnant. I mean, there there was nothing anyone could say. 
we just sat yeah. there in sudden silence and, you know, we like ball yeah, anyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the poor dear. <laughs> you know, I thought it was funny because, you know, it just, it's one of those things where, you know, you just don't know and you don't know what to say and you say it and your intention is well and, and then course, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I liked being nine months pregnant and someone saying, when's it due? And I'll say, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> they make their baby just to do that. I know. I know. I couldn't help it. You know, it was just, I don't, just me. <laughs> That's just my twisted sense of humor. That is awesome. So, Rob, I'm going to tell everybody your deep, dark secret about 18 years and not leaving your house. <laughs> so tell us what you did this weekend, which was really a landmark. It was. Well, for those who don't know, I take care of my mom, who is a frail elder. She's going to be 88 years old, July 10th um, is her birthday. And she's had a stroke. She had a stroke in 1994, and I've been her caretaker ever since. So we have had many little jaunts in the meantime, but I have not been able, I have not had respite care. And I guess I should take that back. She was in the hospital uh, for a, a time about a couple of weeks or so um, in that midst. So in a sense, I didn't have her here, but I was still sort of on call in case something happened at the hospital. But my daughter took me out for the weekend. She brought me to Vermont, and we did a facial, and we walked Burlington, and we had a girls' weekend, and it was just so wonderful. So thank you to my lovely daughter, Emily Poirier, and uh, her wonderful husband, Ryan, and his family was there, and we all had dinner together, and it was just wonderful. So... I love you, Em. If you're if you're listening, I love you, hon, and thank you. We had a wonderful time. Well, and I just think it's an amazing testament to all caregivers. You know, I know we have some respite care available in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. you know, when family members are on deployment. And um, it's just so important that our caregivers, and this is why I wanted to bring it up today, Rob, you know, eight, what is it, 18 years you cared for your mom with only a hospital break? Correct. 18. We've been here for 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you are eligible for respite care, even if you're not go and ask for it again, you know, just keep (laughs) trying to, um, to get the respite care that's available to you because, and you know, Rob, and we're not going to divulge any, anything negative here. Um, but you had an experience recently, the one that actually started this radio show, you know, when I was down in Pendleton seeing some Mm -hmm. of my girlfriends and they were all huddled over this awful photo copied excerpt mm-hmm. from a textbook about PTSD right. and we're all mm-hmm. scratching our heads going, you know, and we're educated, you know, women and we can't figure it out. And, you know, I was horrified and that's what led to the creation of Military Mom Talk Radio to deliver, you know, current timely information. You had a similar experience. I know. We, we had someone go over to the VA and he is... Um, in his early 60s and had uh, wanted more information because he uh, just assumed. And this is uh, something that might uh, kind of lead into uh, another tidbit that I was going to mention as we were chatting today. 
at, because he is an older veteran, considered that there weren't services for him anymore, that he did not have services available to him. And he was encouraged to go and say, yes, you should go and check out what PTSD um, benefits might be available or what services might be available to you. And he did. He got the dreaded Xeroxed upon Xeroxed upon Xeroxed upon Xeroxed um, letter about what PTSD is and go and see your physician. And it's very unfortunate that we have to go take take what they say. You're going to them for help, but yet you kind of have to navigate the um, the resources because it's not easy sometimes to find the right resources for you. So therefore... Our show, for example, is one that we do try to dedicate to finding the resources. If you don't get it at one location, you're going to have to go and maybe find another resource or find a different approach to to get what you need because there are services and there are opportunities and it's you don't take the first <laughs> no. Make sure that you are persistent and make sure that you get whatever help it is that you are looking for. And Absolutely, Rob. It's it's imperative that that people fight for their benefits. They fight for the services they're available. And it's like calling the airlines. Don't take no for an answer. Just keep right. going and asking until you get the yes because the monies are available. The programs are there. Um, we know that they exist because we've, we've had people on the show That's uh, from them saying that these are available, but you have to push. You know, the reality of today is you got to push. And it was funny because he came home with a piece of paper and the first thing I thought of was you. And, and to boot, it was this brilliant, this brilliant pink piece of paper. And I wish I had been able to go with this person and be able to say to the, to the office that he was at saying, whoa, no, this is not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to kind of fight back and say no 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 so i'll have to get back with this this uh this fellow and see if we can't uh can't get a little more direct information for what he was looking at but the reason why i wanted to bring it up san is that with the 4th of july coming up there are a lot of events coming up and many of them are uh going to give discounts to people of the military for example right out your way anaheim ocean um, Orange County, for example, AnaheimOC.org. There's a lot of deals and opportunities and events coming up this week. And if you show them your military card, you're going to get a discount. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure people really thought about that. Even if you are a veteran, for example, if you have your veteran's ID military card, you can go to places like Lowe's and get a military discount. Uh, my husband did that recently. He was like, oh, you know, I'm not active anymore. I I probably am not going to get a discount, but it does, it still is um, applicable. So I encourage people to make sure that you, you check online. There's a whole slew of things that I found around the bend going through Google. Uh, lots of stuff going on this week. And when you get a, mil- a holiday in the middle of the week the way this one is, um, it's you don't want to travel. You you might not have the whole week off, so you start looking around your local area and see what you can find. And there's a ton of stuff going on this week, Sam. 
There is. There is. And, you know, we used our military discounts. I had our friends in from Okinawa. Uh, we used the military discounts over at Hurricane Harbor with Six Flags. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. And, you know, Absolutely. the one thing that, you know, and Rob, I'll let you close out the segment in a sec. But one of the things I wanted to say is that that photographed piece or photocopied piece of paper that Robin received and the photocopied piece of paper that I received, if anybody in our military and the services are listening today, this happened three years apart robin's happened recently mine happened you know three and a half years ago when i formed this show and in california and new hampshire so we know that there's something going on that we need to change with our the way that we handle our requests absolutely so hopefully if we have more information out there for all of you more information will make you all the more powerful so Speaking of someone really powerful, on the other side of the break, we're going to meet someone uh, who is a powerful, powerful person for children. Harry Leibowitz uh, is the founder of World of Children. We're going to meet him after the break. Here come the tunes. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all biz talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We've got Harry Leibowitz coming up from World of Children. He's going to be on with us for a couple segments, and then we're going to round out the show with Joyce Faulkner talking about subsidy publishing. But before we do that, Robin has a quick shout-out that she'd like to do for someone special. Well, I do. We have an awesome announcer uh, on Military Mom Talk Radio. You hear his voice every week, and he is a regular listener of Military Mom Talk Radio, as well as being our announcer, Joe Karras, from uh, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. He's now from New Hampshire, and we're lucky to have him up here. I just wanted to say hi to Joe. Well, thanks, Joe, for making such a great announcement for us every week. We like to listen to your voice. You actually make us sound really powerful. (laughs) I think so, too. (laughs) He's great. He's been in broadcasting for years, uh, and uh, he's a great guy. And he was very, very kind to do our our, uh, voiceovers and our our bumpers and our open and closing. So thanks, Joe, and we, we are glad you're a part of our show. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks, Joe. Um, So, Rob, I'm going to bring on Harry Leibowitz. And for those of you that aren't familiar with him, I think he's a super guy. Uh, He's the father of a very, very dear friend of mine. And so we're going to say hello to Celine and Keon, who hopefully are listening today. Uh, But Harry is part of World of Children. um, And it's I'm just going to go put the mic right over to Harry because I think he can explain uh, what World of Children does better than anyone. I've been involved in it for, I don't know, five or six years. I think what they do is outstanding in every uh, aspect of what they do. Harry Leibowitz, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate being here. So, Harry, what is World of Children? Well, I think in the simplest way, uh, we describe it as the Nobel Prize for uh, child advocates. Uh, that's what the press calls us, and it really helps to focus people's attention on exactly what we do. So, just like Nobel um, searches the world every year to find the best and brightest in chemistry or biology, uh, and Pulitzer searches the world every year to find the best and brightest in poetry and literature. We search the world every year to find those people doing the best work on behalf of children wherever they are in the world. And Harry, that's so important because your awards change lives. I mean, it's we have a lot of different charity groups that come on the show that do a wide variety of things, but I haven't found anyone that has such a huge impact, a huge global impact um, as World of Children because you serve the entire planet. Yeah, there are a couple of things that are rather unique uh, about what we do. First of all, most charities, uh, most organizational charities are issue-based. That is to say they're about, let's say, education or food or fresh water. Um, we aren't. We are cohort-based, which means we're based on anything affecting children, anything. Uh, the reason for that is that the issues affecting children are different uh, from country to country and from time to time. For example, today in America, we're very focused on this issue of overweight children. 
tell that to the children who are starving in, in Somalia. You know, very different issues in very different parts of the world. Uh, the second thing that makes us uh, distinctive is that we focus on the entire world. We don't just focus on America or Afghanistan or Africa. Uh, we have had so far 51 people, we've, uh, I'm sorry, 96 people we've honored from 51 countries around wow. the world. And we've touched the lives of some, an estimated 20 to 30 million children. Um, we have given away close to $5 million in grants to these organizations for their work with children, and we have provided about an equal amount of support services to them. Now, Harry, what are some of the things that you see um, as trends in in what people need? I mean, are we just talking about food and clothing or water? Are we talking about education? Let our listeners know from a global perspective, because you're probably the only one I know who could answer this question. What do we need as a global population? You know, I wish I could give you one easy answer, but unfortunately that's not the case. The issues affecting children today are so broad and varied. Um, for example, in, in many third world countries and even some of the now first world countries that used to be third world, like India, um, education, especially for girls, uh, is, a, is a very big problem. Um, uh, education is a problem for everyone, but in those environments, 60% of the children who don't go to school are girls. Uh, so it's a major problem. Then you have the problem of illness and disease, a lot of it caused by the lack of fresh water, other by other factors such as war, famine, um, and so on. But to me, one of the biggest, most heinous problems facing children, and this one is a global problem, from here in the United States all the way across the world, and it's child slavery and child sexual slavery. There are an estimated... Six and a half to seven million children around the world today who are considered to be in sexual slavery. And believe it or not, according to the Centers for Disease Control here in the United States, it's estimated that there are 300,000 children currently oh, in forced word. sexual slavery. So it is a global problem, and it is one of the most heinous of all problems because it robs children of their youth. And by the way, I know we think primarily of sexual slavery relating to girls, and about 80 or 85 percent of it does. But the recent uh, observations, the recent guilty verdicts in the Sandusky trial and the Monsignor uh, Lynn trial and the admission of a, a teacher at that academy in New York to having molested young boys brings to the fore the fact that young boys are not immune to sexual predation. Now, Harry, is this something that's new? You know, because we're hearing about it in the news. You know, I, I'm on the nominations committee for your charity, so I get to read some of these nominations. I get to read first and foremost, you know, what's happening with our young people. And I got to tell you, every year it's the most satisfying thing I do. It's also the most heartbreaking thing I do. Um, it, are we just getting more aware of these situations? Have they gone on for a long time, or are we as a population changing? Uh, again, I'm sad to say that this has been going on since uh, recorded time. Uh, if you go back and read some of the ancient texts, uh, whether they're Socrates or uh, Aristophanes, or you go back to the biblical uh, works, you read about uh, historical trends in the Middle East, 
Uh, predation on children has been an issue throughout history. Unfortunately, in our society, especially here in the United States, we believed that after the Civil War and the freedom uh, granted to those people who had been in slavery, that the issue disappeared. We honestly don't want to hear about it. And I'll tell you one, one example. Um, CNN, as you may know, has a, a program uh, that's been going on for well over a year called the CNN Freedom Project. Here in the United States, you rarely see anything about it on the CNN TV network. In Europe, it's on almost every night. Why? When I ask the people at CNN, they tell me the people in the U.S. don't really want to watch it. You know, our ratings go down to the floor when we put those things on. So the answer is a difficult one. It's something that has gone on. Slavery has been around forever. There are estimated to be over 30 million people in slavery around the world, adults and children. So it is not something new. And um, But we, as, an, as a society, are more aware today because of the availability of communications, 24-hour networks, the Internet, things like your program, uh, raise awareness to these things. And that has created a a new um, uh, opportunity for us as a caring and privileged society to take action against it. So what do you recommend for our listeners at home? How can they help? How can they get involved? I mean, I know we have this problem in our schools. We see it, you know, you're right, two minutes on the news and it's gone. And uh, what do we do as a population? We are rich. We are privileged. What can we do to make a difference? I think there are a few things. Number one, the first thing everybody should do is should tune themselves in to this issue. Um, a lot of people just aren't tuned in, and, and their children or children around them are abused, and they just don't see it. We just can't believe it, so we don't see it. You have to be aware of your own children. When a child becomes sullen all of a sudden or a child becomes anxious or a child becomes angry, or a child starts to either overeat or undereat, these are signs that something is wrong, and it's not always, you know, sexual or, or, or predation. It could be bullying, but there are many things, and that's when a parent and the school people and the counselors have to become sensitized. You can't let that go unnoticed and uncared for. Harry, on the other side of the break, I'd like to know a little bit more uh, about how you reach out globally. If you are recognizing so many uh, areas uh, where people have done marvelous things for our children of the world, you must have an extremely large network of uh, sensory feelers to be able to find all of these opportunities. So we definitely want to find out a little bit more about how you do your outreach. Uh, It's a wonderful um, thing that you're doing, and we want people to know a lot more about World of Children. I want to make sure that we let everybody know they can find out information at World of Children. Children.org. You're going to find lots of information there about the organization, about the past honorees, and um, a little bit more about 
how their outreach has really impacted the lives of 30, they're estimating about 30 million children, which is just phenomenal. Um, if you missed the earlier part of our show or any of our shows, you'll want to tune into militarymomtalkradio.com and find our podcasts. You can always find our podcasts at iTunes and right here on our show page on Toganet. Um, as I say, on the on the other side of the break, we'll hear more from Larry, uh, Harry, excuse me, Harry Leibowitz and World of Children. I'm so sorry, Harry. <laughs> Not to worry. Tongue-tied, tongue saying it too fast. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. Second chances. With your host, Midge Noble. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on TogiNet is like coming home to warm, fresh-baked cookies, a hug from Grandma, or an enthusiastic greeting from your dog. Second Chances, hosted by Midge Noble, a licensed professional counselor, is affirming, warm, genuine, validating, and thought-provoking. Second Chances is a place to be heard, a place to laugh, a place to cry, and a place to be seen. For more on Midge and Second Chances, check out MidgeNobleSecondChances.com. Then be a part of a show that will change how you think, how you feel, and what you do. Give yourself the gift of second chances and see where it will take you. So take a deep breath, open your heart, open your mind, and join host Midge Noble for second chances. Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and Harry Leibowitz of World of Children. And for those of you listening, check it out, worldofchildren.org. It is the Nobel Prize for uh, children's charities and advocacy groups around the world. Harry had thrown out some great numbers. Uh, what did we have, Harry? 91 
honorees in 50, I can't remember, 50-something countries? 96 honorees in 51 countries in 14 years. This is our 15th anniversary year. That is astounding. I mean, how do you reach 51 countries? I didn't even know there was 51 countries, which shows what our education system is doing here in the U.S. There are over 190 countries in the United Nations right now. Um, uh, The fact of the matter is what we do is we have open nominations from January through April, and uh, the call for nominations is distributed online. It's distributed through UNICEF, through the Global Movement for Children, through the International Youth Foundation, and many, many other child-centric charities. Uh, This year we received almost a 1,000 nominations. Uh, We have three categories of awards, and this year we'll honor four people out of those 1,000, just under 1,000, who were nominated. What really distinguishes um, our honorees from anybody else is the way they're selected. This is not a process by which Harry and his team select a few winners. We have, like you, Sandra, over 120 people around the world who review these nominations and vote on them. But the most significant part of what we do, and we're the only granting organization in the world that does this, before somebody can be honored by the world of children, we hire, at our expense, one of the largest private investigative agencies in the world to go out and do an intensive investigation on this person and their charity to make sure they are who they say they are, that they're above reproach, that they're doing the work they said they're doing, so that if you want to help one of the somebody, you can feel 100% confident that the people we've honored are the real deal. Today, so many people are inured to giving charity because they've heard about money that went to Haiti that disappeared, that went to Pakistan that disappeared, that went to Katrina and disappeared. That never happens with World of Children honorees. Oh, I was going to ask, Harry, do you always give to an individual or do you give to any organizations? We give never give the money, never give the money to an individual. We honor the individual for having the foresight, the leadership, the courage to do what they're doing, but all the money goes to their charity for children. Uh, uh, we never give the money to an individual. We're not allowed to actually by IRS standards. Well, that's interesting, and I'm glad that we brought it up because I don't. I want people to realize that. Yes, it's, it's now, a very Harry, important. Now, Harry, how does you know you you get this award? You get a monetary award. You get flown to New York. You get uh, honored there. What does that mean for the charity after? You know, everybody gets woohoo. You know, this is the winner, and there's lots of media and there's lots of things. What happens after that? What happens after that is very important, and what happens there is very important. We have a bifurcated mission. We have two missions. Um, One is to find and fund, and the other is to educate and elevate. It's the old, do you give them fish or teach them to fish? We do try to do both. And so one of the most important things we do once we honor people is we put them in our network, and we have a network of honorees around the world that now – can communicate with each other, help each other, and we can help them. Let me give you a few very quick examples of what happens. We had an honoree in India who contacted us and said, look, I've just opened a a new facility in the north of India. I'm finding thousands of children who are without a leg or an arm or something due to landmines, etc., and we don't have the prosthetic devices. Can you help? 
we sent out a call to our other honorees and found somebody who was working with an organization in the U.S. that had 30,000 brand-new uh, child-sized prosthetic devices that were, quote, outdated. That is to say, you know, by American standards, a new model had come along. But these were perfect. We got them shipped to India. We sent uh, through another uh, charity a couple of doctors over. Today, 30,000 children in India have prosthetic devices that didn't have them before. Wow. That happens because of the network. When the Haiti uh, disaster hit, the earthquake, we had three honorees in Haiti. They were able to reach out to us and to other honorees for assistance, and not just financial. We had a little girl who, at one of the schools that one of her honorees run, had been hit by a brick, and this is terrible, but it's, it's a true story. Her eye got knocked out, and it was being held uh, you know, in place by a bandage, but it was hanging out. She had three days before it would die to get surgery on that eye to restore it. One of our honorees said, get the child to me in Panama. I will do the surgery. The child today has sight in that eye. <laughs> That's the kind of thing our network does, and people in our network can share best practices. So we've had, we talked about child slavery before, we have had six or seven honorees working on this issue in different parts of the world. Before the world of children, they had no idea what other people were doing. Now they network. They talk to each other. They can communicate. They can share best practices. So their ability to help the children has been elevated, and that's what we're about. We're about funding. We're about elevating. We're about, you know, helping children uh, live a better life. And, and I, I want to say this to your audience. It is easy in this issue of children's problems to get into Vapolock. The numbers are overwhelming, Sandra. There are 30 million uh, uh, children in one, in one form of uh, illness or another that don't get treated. There are 13,000 slaves. There are 8 million that die of preventable disease. It's easy to get into Vapolock, but Vapolock is not acceptable. We have to realize that one little hand by one little hand and one little heart by one little heart, we can change children's lives. We cannot solve all the problems. And if there are people out there listening who say, well, solve all the problems, I have to tell them I'm sorry. I can't do that. But we can solve some. And every child that we save, every child, that child could be the next leader for peace in the world. That child could be the next doctor to develop open-heart surgery, can be the next person to go to the moon. Every child is valuable. Well, and Harry, I got to say, so you're valuable because without World of Children being here and networking and providing these things, this was your brainchild, you know, and I know it's probably hard for you to have somebody go, wow, you are my hero. But when I look at what you've done in 15 years, you could have been like a lot of other rich, successful, you know, attractive Americans and gone and jet set it around the world. And I have seen you. I've seen you. I've met you in person. I've seen how hard you work. I know how much this means to you. This 
this is an amazing thing that comes back to you. And I'm going to take a minute to honor you because when you talk about every child is valuable, who would have thought, did you ever think when you were 10, 15, 20 years old, running around, having your kids, having your family, that you would ever do something like this, that you would ever have the honor of being at the helm of this kind of, of charity? Of course not. I, I, you know, at those points in my life, I was just busy uh, trying to survive. You know, my parents were immigrants to America, and that's what has made this country so great, that people like my parents uh, and grandparents could walk all the way from Eastern Europe across the entire continent of Europe with barely the clothes on their back, that they could get on a ship, that they could come to America, that they could, you know, start a new life from the ground up. Until I was 11, I lived in a bungalow with 10 families, shared one bathroom. Um, but that's what makes this country great, is that people can come here with their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations, and they can, in fact, uh, ultimately lead uh, to uh, to the kind of greatness that this country has and will continue to have forever. It's why I love this country so much and why we, as Americans, we have a responsibility. We are the most fortunate people on earth. And if we do not take action in these in these issues, who will? I don't care whether you are, you know, somebody working at, you know, Twenty or $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year. We can all do something. If you can't give money, you can give time, you can give skill, you can go read to a blind child at a hospital. You can do something. And if that you want to know so where, where the best ones, if you want to know where the best charities are, the ones that you know are for real, guaranteed, no questions asked, you can go to our website, as you said, www.worldofchildren.org. I want to say one more thing, because I know our time will be up shortly. Mm -hmm. People always wonder what happens to, to money if I send it in. I will tell you this. Another thing that distinguishes us from every other charity in the world is our Board of Governors pays 100% of the overhead of the organization. They pay for the salaries of our staff. We only have three full-time people. They pay for our offices. They pay for every piece of overhead. So if somebody sends in $10, $100, $1,000, 100% of it goes to the programs for children. Not one penny goes to pay a salary or a telephone bill or a gas or electric bill. Not one penny. This is a phenomenal organization, and Mr. Leibowitz, this has been such an enlightening uh, opportunity for us to meet you, to learn more about World of Children. I do encourage everyone to go to the website. There is a pl place right in the navigation to say, Get Involved. You can get their newsletter. You can find out how to volunteer. Absolutely see that 100% of the donations do go to the children's programming. Um, um, and there are other opportunities, other ways to honor people. Mr. Leibowitz, thank you for your time. Thank you for all that you've done for the children of our world. Thank you. I want to uh, uh, just say that uh, we also honor all of the people who serve this country. My wife's family has served this country uh, forever. Her father was a general in the Air Force, one of America's most famous fighter pilots. Her brother was a pilot in the Marine Corps and went down in a plane crash some years ago. Her nephew is currently on his way to Stuttgart. He's a, a pilot in the Navy and is currently on uh, 
on assignment to Stuttgart, and he and his wife and family are on their way over there. So uh, wow. we are a military family, and, uh, and we believe in this country, and we believe in the people who serve it. So thank you. Well, thank you. God bless you. God bless your family. And uh, we appreciate your time with us. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, and God bless you. We'll be back in a moment with Joyce Faulkner from the Military Writers Society of America. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we finished a great segment, Robin, with Harry Leibowitz from World of Children. You should check it out. 100% of your donations go direct to the charity. They are the Nobel Prize of uh, charities. They award uh, they award monies to other charities, which I think is such a cool concept. Don't you, Rob? Absolutely. And I do encourage people to visit the website in that there's a blog area to read. I, I was just reading. There's a wonderful picture of 
love Harry uh, on the a, a recent post on his blog. Wonderful. Uh, this this website is just so enlightening. It, it, if you heard Harry, you know how enlightening he is. So obviously his website is going to reflect that kind of enlightenment. Wonderful organization. Well, and I'm going to say something that I'm probably going to get shot for, but, you know, Rob, we get so many charities that come on, and majority of them are started by women. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me. You know, I was thinking about Harry today and how, you know, he he had cancer when he was 55. He came up with this idea right around that same time, you know, of how to help children it's pretty rare to see a children's charity conceptualized, operated, and executed by a man. I just think that that's I, – I don't see that a lot. Um, I see a true. lot of chief financial officers, executives in charities, but it's almost mm-hmm. always you know, a mom or a wife Accepted, or a daughter right. starting a charity. And sure. I just – I had to note that because I think it's exceptional. We're going to put the call out <laughs> to other men to step up to the plate and form some charities. Awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of wonderful women, we do have a wonderful woman coming up. We have, and I think we might have lost Sandra. Uh, we have a wonderful woman coming up. Joyce Faulkner is the uh, CEO of the Military Writers Society of America. She has brought so many interesting authors to our, our attention and to uh, our show. She herself is an author. And Joyce, you have been giving us so many amazing insights on why we should even consider writing. Um, everyone thinks, oh, I'm not, I don't have a big story to tell. I don't have a lot to say. But everyone's experience is so important. And Joyce, you are really embodying that in all of us, that we do have a story. We do have something to say. We're glad you're with us today, Joyce. Thank you for having me. So today we're going to focus on a little portion of once the story is written, uh, we'll assume that we've gotten someone that's, that's got their notes down and got their manuscript together. What is subsidy publishing? Okay, subsidy publishing is uh, one of the options that you have if you want to participate in the development of your project. And subsidy publishing, I'm going to go through this little routine each time we talk. Okay. Uh, when you're looking at in terms of risk, traditional, the company takes on 100% of the risk, but they also take on 100% of the rewards. Uh, subsidy bu- uh, publishing, you share the risk and the rewards with the company. And with uh, self-publishing, you take on all of the risks, but you also receive all of the awards, rewards. Wow. So that is basically the difference between the three. Um, so what we're going to talk about today are the uh, subsidy companies, and uh, many of you may already be familiar with them, uh, mm-hmm. iUniverse, uh, Dorrance, uh, Author House, those kinds of companies. And very often they um, have uh, uh, partnered with uh, companies like Barnes & Noble or with some of the big printers. And uh, they have on staff designers, editors, marketers, uh, people who can help you uh, put together uh, the package that's necessary. And you pay them a certain amount, but the amount of money that you pay them in no way could complete 
the expenses that would be necessary to actually publish a book. I see. Uh, so they are actually sharing that that cost with you because they have existing staff. So you would choose um, a, a subsidy publisher, um, probably because they are the easiest. If you are strictly looking at, maybe you've written a, a, a cookbook, uh, and if you've written a cookbook, uh, you you may have some pictures, uh, mm-hmm. you have the recipes, uh, but you don't. You might not have the ability to do a, a, a book design. Uh, you may not know how to uh, distribute the book. Mm-hmm. You may not know how to uh, uh, promote it. And these companies have staff that will do all of those things for you. And jo- what- Joyce, before we go yeah. further, what about the editing part that one might experience with a traditional publisher. Will the, a subsidy publisher help you, or does your manuscript need to be ready, absolutely ready to go, um, camera ready, so to speak? If you, um, you could do both. What you do is you negotiate or you pick with the company all the services that you will need. Mm-hmm. If, for example, you have already hired uh, an editor, and I recommend to everybody, do not publish anything without it being professionally edited. The companies do provide that service for you, but you have to pay for it separately. I see. So if you have not had it professionally edited and you don't know where to find a professional editor, then pay to have Author House or iUniverse edit it for you. Um, and it's one of the many things that uh, they can offer, and that's why it's a varying price. Uh, and they have to, you have to, you know, pick and choose those things that you need. Uh, maybe you don't have any photographs, or maybe you have all kinds of photographs, but you don't know how to get them into the manuscript. Uh, that's where the various companies will offer the different, different uh, services for you. And I think for most people who are not willing uh, or uh, have reasons why they don't want to go traditional or they don't have the skill set or don't want to take on that extra um, activity, uh, would go with a subsidy publisher. Uh, It's there for you and it gives you, they have a website and they also, once you decide to go with them, have someone that will work with you and help you choose what you want to do. They sound very a la carte. It's it's uh, it sounds it like they can give you full service or very uh, selective service. Exactly, and you will see people who have um, uh, hardcover books that are glossy, that are beautifully done, and they they can do that, or they can do just an ebook, or they can do uh, a small paperback for you. Uh, and a lot of it depends on what you had in mind to begin with, where you are in your in your process, and also what you want to achieve with it. Hmm. Do you think that you're going to sacrifice on an end product by doing this kind of a la carte? Uh, it depends on the company that you are uh, working with. Uh, the ones that I have min- mentioned um, are 
pretty much considered, uh, you know, the professional uh, staff. They know what they're doing. They know how to create something uh, really nice for you. Uh, but also you have to understand that the more you put in into it, the better product that you get back. So if you are looking for a glossy uh, coffee table book, for example, you know that you're going to have to pay for color print. You're going to have to pay for the, the fancy layout. You're going to have to pay for the hard covers. And those things just go in expecting that you're going to pay a little bit more for that, however you do it. I think it's so interesting that there are so many opportunities, and I think any new publisher is probably going to be nervous to go to not know if they've they've selected the right um, the right services. But on the other hand, I'm hoping that uh, if you're not sure, you should just ask: Do I need this, or or do I need that? Exactly, and there are other places that you can come online. That's one of the things we do at Military Writers Society of America. If somebody wants to talk with one of our members who's used a particular company um, or who uh, may have self-published or who may have uh, used a traditional publisher, uh, you will find uh, a lot of different perspectives and ideas and things to be wary of. Uh, the most important, and I, we can't say it enough, is to make sure that you have a product that is ready to go to market, that yeah. you're not presenting something that's partially done or something that's not well edited and uh, carefully edited as well. And then the other thing you really need to do is you need to decide, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I want to get this book out for Grandma's birthday? Am I doing it because I have a, a company and this book is going to be part uh, representing the products that I am going to sell with my company? Um, am I doing it because there's a, uh, uh, a family reunion coming up and you maybe you put all of the family pictures in and yeah. you're putting the history so those would be reasons why you might go to um, iUniverse. There's a time factor, or there's a, you don't know you don't know where else to go, and uh, you don't want to be um, in the traditional market where you might not get very much back. Yeah, so Joyce, we've only got reasons. a minute, and before the minute goes, I want to make sure people have your website. How can they find out more about you and, and military writers? Okay, Military Writers, you can go to militarywriters.com. There's an S at the end. Uh, if you want to know about me, you can go to joycefaulkner.com. And either way, I'll uh, make sure that you get the right information if you're uh, ready to publish. That's amazing. Everyone needs to write something. It's just so important for multiple reasons. It's it's so it's wonderful personally. It's wonderful for future generations. Joyce, thanks so much for being with us. As always, you are a delight, a joy, and amazing. But well, thank you so much. I'll talk soon. We will. We'll hopefully hear from you next next month. Uh, next week, though, we have Terry Sloan to talk a little bit about military divorce, a very serious subject. Kate Post uh, to talk a little bit about small businesses. And John Novello, an author with something great to share with us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, y'all.